I'm Kyle Bushland, and you're listening to NIS Voices, where we bring you inspiring stories about learning, community, news, and more from Nanjing International School. We're welcoming back our primary school principal, Jackie Patrick. Our final episode in our mini-series is about early years. Probably the most exciting place Mm -hmm. in our entire school. I think so. The most exciting places in most school, I would say. Why is early education so important? I like to think of it as learning, not education, because it's so different, of course, we educate kids, but I look at what young children are capable of, what they do naturally. Anyone who's seen a child know, we, you know, you take a baby and you take a five-year-old and you look at the learning that happens, right, in that time frame. Learning is something these kids do instinctively, naturally. They, they are born to do it, right? Their brains are ready to do it. They know how to do it. The first thing I think of when I think of, of, you know, early years learning and early learning is what an amazing capacity these children have to learn. Our job is to provide a context that maximises their learning in ways that are engaging and developmentally appropriate and in ways that are respectful of the amazing thinkers that they are. So I'm a bit biased because I have my daughter in her fantastic early years. Mm -hmm. She loves it every day. I see her loving it every day. She's very happy. What do you think makes it so special and what do we do differently? The really obvious answer, which is we have this beautiful facility, right? That's award-winning and it's just stunningly beautiful. To have a really wonderful, wonderful earlier centre is a gift but it's how we use it and what's happening in there, I think, that makes our early years centre so special. As a school, I think we really value childhood, what it means to be a child, which, again, is that it is a time of wonder and engagement and rich and deep learning. And so I think our starting point, right, is that we have this group of capable children who are here and ready to learn. The other thing that makes our early years really special is that it really is a community. The earliest centre was built quite strategically without barrier walls, you know. So there's a lot of free flow and there's a lot of movement through that centre. And so what we start to see is that even though children have really strong relationships with their teacher and they know who, who their class is and they know who their teachers are, They also identify as members of our early years community. All the teachers know all the kids. All the kids know all the teachers. Um, The kids know each other. And there's real sort of movement through that centre. That is the space doing what it was designed to do. It was designed to create communities within a broader, strong community. And I really feel like that's what our early years centre is. Our early years centre is a place that invites children into rich and extended play where they learn and it does it in a really sort of safe and beautiful environment. Our approach, I guess, is grounded in in two sort of primary pieces, the PYP. PYP program does run from three years, so they're part of our PYP program, but also very heavily inspired by the Reggio Emilia philosophy and approach. And when I think about that approach, you know, there's a couple of things that really um, stand out and that I think we've really anchored onto and and that have grounded or 
or provided the foundation, I should say, for a lot of our thinking. And the first is that image of the child. You know, we, we come to the, the table often around the early years with, okay, what do we believe about these children? And, I, and, and when I think back to the question you asked me before, I'm hearing that language come through, right? That we believe that they're capable, that they're competent, that they're creative. Um, we believe that they can and want to learn. We believe that they will show us what they're thinking. And our job is not to tell them what to think or how to think. Our job is to observe and to watch and to interpret and to understand the theories they're developing and extend them further. It's a really wonderful way to engage with kids as learners. Um, the other part, and I've just sort of touched on it, is in that Reggio approach is what is the role of the teacher? Again, we believe we don't need to stand up the front. We really don't want to see anyone standing up the front and telling a three or four-year-old what to think. They probably wouldn't listen much anyway. You could get them to be compliant, but I don't know that they'd follow through. You know, our job is our researchers and observers of children, right? And so what our early years teachers hold is a really deep understanding of early years development. And they know their units. We've got units of inquiry in early years, just like we do in the other parts of the PYP. But it's really about how do I set up an invitation for children to come and learn or to experiment? And when they're there, what am I looking at? What am I looking for? And really observing carefully what children are doing. And, it's, and it takes a real discipline. We're, we're having a lot of discussions around this now. Um, in early years, it takes some discipline to just observe and hold off interpreting, right? What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? naming what you see and then and then trying to understand it after what are they getting at what theory do they have about that because we know they have one right we know children act very purposefully you will see it in your child there's not a lot of random play they're, they're often very intentional they're very purposeful in what they're doing so the teacher's you know his goal is to think what is the theory they're playing with here how can I extend it? How can I challenge it? How can I reinforce it? What's coming next? And it's that sort of constant cycle of planning that is really exciting and really allows kids to, to engage quite long-term with projects that are meaningful for them. And it's really lovely in the early years that you have that space for those projects to develop. It gets a bit harder when we're in sort of grade one and up where there's a bit more the routines are a bit more established, the timetable's a bit more structured, there's a, there's a bit more going on that makes it harder. But in the early years, there's really a lot of freedom in time to connect the curriculum to the kids rather than to deliver the curriculum to the kids. It's a real, it's a real gift and it's a real joy to watch, I think. Tell us about the transition from mm -hmm. K2 to grade one at NIS. How do we help our students prepare to go through that journey? It's a really interesting question and it's one we think about a lot. We've been talking about a lot lately. How do we build a program that, you know, is consistent enough that there's not a hard bump, right? But I think we have to be really careful and that there's a danger in, in thinking that, well, we do K2 to prepare for grade one. And then we do grade one or we do primary school to prepare secondary. And then we do secondary school to prepare for university. And university is prepared for a job. I mean, there's a reality to it, right? There needs, there's, there's transitions. But the danger is, I think, that we lose focus on what is the value of now 
for our young children, I think it's really more crucial that we look at what is the value of now because not in our school, but, you know, in some systems where they sit down and learn this, you know, and move on and do this and, and their lives become so regimented, you know, and this sort of list of increasing demands, I think that there is a real moral calling to hold childhood, you know, for what it is. There does need to be a transition, right? You know, kids can't bump from two totally different systems and it be smooth. How can we look at what kids are ready for and make sure we're providing opportunities for it. And the question around that often comes up, we were having the discussion the other day about literacy. You know, well, what does it mean in a early centre like ours? What does that mean for the teaching of literacy? What does it look like? How do we create an environment where children are really engaged in literacy? How do we notice what they're doing? How do we write a context that pulls them in to want to be read? Well, they are readers and writers, right? If they're making sense of text, they're reading. And if they're assigning meaning to a mark they make, that's the beginnings of writing, right? So they're doing these behaviours. So it's about looking at them and saying, what's next? What's next? What's next? How do we sort of take them further in a way that still honours our philosophy, but sort of is constantly extending them um, and allowing them to express themselves? How do we build sort of transition through the program, which really is about the kinds of routines that we continue? Again, that morning meeting, those closing circles, routines really build a sort of sense of confidence and safety and what to expect. So we, we follow those routines all the way through that I think really supports transition. Any final thoughts on early years? Anyone in any school, if you're having a day that's a bit hard, you know, or you just need to be reminded of of the joy in the world, go visit your early years centre. It's really um, the best place to be on a lot of campuses.